0: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
1: The last NFL coaching vacancy has been filled as the Commanders hire Dan Quinn. The hire is not as much of a letdown as some around D.C. are making it seem. Also, the Thunder have officially announced themselves as contenders, and the Rockets, trying to fast-forward their rebuild, will be a mistake. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports.
2: Found Let's start with the biggest story.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. When it comes to the hiring cycle in the NFL, you don't usually want to be last but not least because a lot of times you are least. We'll see how the commanders end up feeling about this. Dan Quinn is the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. Last in line. Never last in line with us. David Harrison from Locked On Commanders joins me now. And and David, we talked just a couple of days ago about where the commander search stays because Bobby Slowick was going back to Houston Ben Johnson, who everyone just assumed was going to be the commander's next head coach, was staying in Detroit. And yeah. you told me, I don't know about Dan Quinn. I don't know if that's going to make this process be a good process. Mm-hmm. Here we are. What is your thoughts now?
0: I mean, look, at the end of the day, man, and this is what I've been trying to preach to the Locked On Commanders audience is like you just kind of have to just have patience and show and, and and have a little bit of faith and trust in what Josh Harris is doing with new general manager, Adam Peters, because so far Josh Harris as the managing partner of the Washington commanders, like it's been a very short tenure, but everything he's said he's going to do and everything he said he's about, he has, he has delivered on, you know what I mean? Even down to, and, and this seems like such a small, minute detail, but even the giveaway items that they give at some of the games have improved. Like the quality of them has improved just under the tenure of Josh Harris. And so it just kind of shows you the detail that he is putting into wanting to make this an organization that's first class and making the fan experience and all this other stuff so when he tells us we're looking for specific criteria we're looking for leaders of of men that are going to tie this locker room together and bring these coaches together that's what you have to trust that they're going out there and finding and adam peters kind of doubled down on that and said they've got a certain checklist of things they're looking for from their candidates and you know we may never know internally who was their real quote unquote number one candidate where dan quinn landed on that list but what i do know is as long as They didn't compromise what they're looking for. If every candidate that they had on their final, here's who we might offer the job to list met that criteria, then you got a guy that meets the criteria. And if the criteria is going to, or if the the process is going to work, then the team needs to do that uncompromisingly. So right now, we have no reason to believe that Josh Harris is going to compromise what he intends to do. And in that vein, I think that's where Commanders fans who don't like the hire just kind of have to ride it out and, and have trust in that until, you know, there's a reason to not.
1: I think if you're going to make the optimistic case here for Dan Quinn, it's not hard. Uh, this is yeah. a coach who was one of the hot candidates each of the last two hiring cycles, going back to 2021. He has familiarity in this in this division. And the last time he was a head coach, he took that team with a quarterback that is not a future Hall of Famer lock by any means, Matt Ryan, and yeah. and helped that team get to a Super Bowl. This is a team that needs a steady hand as they go through a rebuilding process here with the number two overall pick and all that. How do you think Dan Quinn's arrival with all the money that they have and all that stuff changes or affects the way that they're going to approach this upcoming offseason, which is what the most important offseason in the modern team history, maybe?
0: Yeah, I I think that's I think that's fair to say that because, I mean, this decision now you have the ripple, you know, of the coordinators, and then obviously into the roster and into the draft picks, and and how you use the cap space and all that stuff. It's going to have ramifications for the next five plus years plus new ownership uh, and plus the new ownership. So I think what's really interesting is is you look at Dan Quinn and you look at his history and you talk about the success that they've had, and a lot of people kind of look at that twenty eight to three, you know, lead that they lost and collapsed against the New England Patriots, and say that's the last time the Falcons Falcons were any good, but. People forget the very next season, they were back in the playoffs. They were in the divisional round. They did lose in the divisional round. Now, after that, the wheels kind of fell off. But I talked to Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons. He, re, he, re, he reflected back on that time period and said it was the coordinator hires. He hired the wrong coordinators. They didn't execute uh, you know, based on what the roster was strong at and all these other things. So that's really what's going to determine, I think, the, the future of this, of uh, the success of this move is what are the next moves following this one immediately in the coaching staff. But what's really interesting, Peter, is when you look at Dan Quinn, And you kind of look at, you know, his time with the Seahawks, the Falcons, he's a very even front, not a lot of blitzing, mostly zone, single high safety type of guy. But then starting in 2020, when he actually hands the reins over to Raheem Morris, the Falcons defense turns into more of an odd front team. Single high is a little bit more split with with two, two safety covers. So they're a little bit even there, even more even on zone man splits and their blitzing goes up. That is what he adapted to and adopted when he came to Dallas. Like that's the defense you've seen in Dallas is actually the defense that he and Raheem Morris put on the field the final year he was in Atlanta. So people talk about retreads and not wanting a guy who you know fell apart in Atlanta after that. But in reality, the Dan Quinn you've been seeing in Dallas is actually an evolution of the Dan Quinn that was in Atlanta in the first place. So now he comes to this new location. Now he's at the head coach job again. So the the further evolution of Dan Quinn is going to be really interesting. And he's going to be doing it in a team mentality. Adam Peters is going to have roster control, but he's going to have input from the coaches and all that stuff so it's going to be a very a very team dynamic uh system and i think that if dan quinn obviously meets the criteria of being that type of personality then you're going to see a little bit of a mixture of everything so the coordinators will be interesting because. You can bring coordinators from Dallas. You bring coordinators from San Francisco. I mean, you know, my perfect world, you get Anthony Weaver to leave Baltimore. He comes in and becomes your maybe assistant head coach, defensive coordinator, and you get a little bit of Baltimore Ravens defense flavor, a little bit of Dan Quinn defensive flavor, and you get a 49ers offensive coordinator. And now you got little bits and pieces of all of it. You just got to make it into your own meal and see if you can mix those ingredients well, but we'll see what happens.
1: Stay up to date all year on the Washington Commanders by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Commanders on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, it's time to respect the Oklahoma City Thunder. Before we get to that, the NBA All-Star starters and reserves have now been named. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub, or two, or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more Wins. You can also check out the over/unders on the total score. FanDuel has it at forty-seven and a half for San Francisco and Kansas City to combine. So visit fanduelcom on to join in on the Super Bowl fun. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports twenty-four-seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports today here for you twenty-four-seven covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.
0: Now, here's what you need to be Locked On today.
1: We'll leave it to the other shows to argue about the snubs in the NBA All-Star Game. Three first-time honorees. Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, and Paolo Banquero. Make the reserve squad for the East in the upcoming NBA All Star game. By the way, if you want to hear about people argue about stops, the Lockdown Podcast Network is the place for you. Those three join Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, and Bam Adebayo on that Eastern Conference list. Meanwhile, in the West, a lot of groups of teammates, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard make it together, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards make it together. Anthony Davis joins his teammate LeBron James, who is a starter. Steph Curry and Devin Booker round out the West. The Knicks did not have Julius Randle for their game against the Pacers and will be without him for some time. The New York Knicks announced Thursday that Randle would be reevaluated in two to three weeks for the dislocated right shoulder he suffered in Saturday's win over the Miami Heat. That would put his timetable around the All-Star break. This news also a bit of a downer for a fan base that's been riding high lately. New York is coming off the best month the franchise has had in 30 years. They were 14-2 in January to skyrocket up the Eastern Conference standings and move within a game of the Milwaukee Bucks for second place in the conference. In WNBA action, Las Vegas Aces are making moves in free agency. Bringing in Kaya Stokes and Megan Gustafsson, Locked On Women's Basketball got the perspective of current Aces player Sydney Colson on the signings.
2: I didn't know, like, I saw people talking the other day, like, when they were saying uh, Megan might be signing. They were talking about her dog, and I wasn't. Like, <laughs> people are funny, but we obviously have a lot of dogs on on the Aces, and so just one more fur baby to add to that bunch. To me, Key is just, like, so solid and so consistent you know exactly what you're getting mm-hmm. and um, the crazy thing is she's capable of even more like she probably she probably doesn't even realize like how much more she can give offensively and people uh you know like have a lot of uh, this is just like twitter and social media in general people are just negative but you know you always they talk a lot about um you're not scoring enough. I'm just, like we got a lot of people who can score. She's very solid on the defensive end, um, very sturdy. Like she's held us down for in a starting position for what a year and a half, or maybe like a little under a year and a half, because she started playing in that 2022.
1: And in the NHL, the Vancouver Canucks acquired an All-Star center from the Calgary Flames, but some are wondering if the Canucks got fleeced. How's the NHL world feeling about this? Because I'm feeling as if everyone else got to be scared. Speaking of being scared, I think I would be scared if I was the Calgary Flames. Because what they got to me is risky, risky business. And some people were commenting that, you know, this Lindholm trade allowed Craig Conroy to set the tone for the trade deadline. part of me is like, dude, if I was a Flames fan, maybe I would have waited a bit longer. Just to get more of a guarantee on that NHL player going to you. Because Kuzmenko, man, oh, man. I don't know about him right now. Straight up. Straight up. Well, who are you getting? A guy that may be going back to Russia in 2025. Straight up. Anyways, Kyle Bauer Trevor Bags. that's me being a bully. That's me being a bully to Kuzmenko, man. Right before he gets traded, I said the word sucked. It's crazy, man. Ridiculous. I was about to say sorry for that, uh, but then he left. Anywho.
0: Here is another story you need to know. The
1: Oklahoma City Thunder are good. Like second seed in the West good, like 33 and 15 good. The question that's going to be asked and that we're going to ask over the next week is what do they need to do to be championship finals good? Ryland Styles from Locked on Thunder joins me now. And, and Rylan, I'll, I'll put that question to you simply. What does this team need to do at the trade deadline, if anything, to get to where they can be, where the talent on this team says they can go, which is the finals?
3: I think that this team has to add another tool to their toolbox, not go get a big star, not go make a splashy trade. I don't think that there's going to be one available to do that anyway, but adding a curveball to the repertoire could do them some, some good in the postseason. Getting a veteran big man who, even if he doesn't play the majority of the game or at all in some cases, just having the threat of if we have to go big, you have someone on the bench there would be wonderful for Oklahoma City because at the end of the day to get to those aspirations to get over the hump and try to contend this year it's still no matter who you go trade for gonna fall on these young players to continue to be uncommon as they have all year long they're gonna have to continue to buck trends of what young teams can do there's not some magic elixir that they can get in a week to make them older or to fix any of those inexperienced issues it's just gonna be continuing to be an outlier. So. The only thing really there is to do at the deadline in my opinion for the thunder is go get you the opportunity uh, to play bigger in games not that they're ever going to lean on that because they also create advantages by playing small, but just having the threat of the option uh, would do great for OKC and I think that they can reasonably acquire a veteran big man so you're saying this is not just like if Chet Holmgren were in year two they would be
1: in better shape though of course they probably would be he'd be a year stronger ever having played in the league this is you'd like depth. At that big position whether it's a center or just another another forward with length who can who can muck things up a little bit
3: correct you you want to see the thunder go out and get a a traditional big rebounding threat because even though they would never play someone that way for bulk minutes in the postseason when the game changes when the game slows down you might face off with a team that, that forces you to play that way. I remember back whenever Rick Carlisle put on Boban Marjanovic on the Clippers uh, for just a five-minute junk it up period to get the Mavericks back into a game. He obviously did not play Boban for the length of that series or for any substantial minutes. And Boban can't even play substantial minutes in the 82-game season. But having that option was valuable for the Mavericks in that series. So those wrinkles do matter. And the Thunder are in great position to go get some of those curveballs at the deadline with their assortment of second-round picks. Do you have a name in mind? I think that you look at Kelly Olenek in Utah, see what the price is out there. Andre Drummond's another popular one from Chicago. Those two guys specifically, I think Olinick fits better and would contribute more. But either one would be a huge boost for Oklahoma City.
1: Okay, let's say they do nothing. They stand pat. The prices are just not in line with where they want them to be. We know how the organization is there, how Sam Presti is there with his picks. He's very precious about how he wants to handle all of this. Is this team, let's just say they get sort of normal developmental processes here from their young guys. Can they they just go out and shock the world anyway?
3: I think that they can. I think that it would be sort of disrespectful to just assume that this team, despite their age, will just all of a sudden forget how to play basketball when the calendar turns to April. They're they're not going to have to just reinvent the wheel in April because whenever you've watched this team play, it's not as though things have broken perfectly for them. They've won games where they shot the lights out of the gym. They've won games where they shot under 30% from three. They've won games against bigger teams and had to scrap and fight and claw. They've won games in the half court. They've won games pushing the pace. They've done it all this year to get to those 33 wins. And so – They've proven they can play pretty much any style of basketball. I don't think that that changes just because they're young and just because the calendar says April. So this Thunder team is going to be as good as they can be in the postseason. And no matter what they do next Thursday, it's still going to come back to all these young guys we're talking about right now. And so I think that this team, the most interesting part of it is can they continue to do this? They've, They've so far continued to shock the world out exceed expectations nobody thought that they'd be uh, fighting for the one seed right now uh, at this point in the year and if i told you that back in october it would have been a laughing stock but here we are and so whenever you look at the nba if you have an mvp caliber player and you have a couple all-stars next to them caliber player all-stars you're going to feel good about that team no matter what their birth certificate says so i think that you should feel good about the thunder
1: stay up to date all year on the oklahoma city thunder by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on thunder on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Rockets may be making a grave mistake at the trade deadline. The Houston Rockets have been in a rebuild for the last few years, but they've added some impressive, but unproven young talent. The scuttlebutt around the league is the Rockets are looking to fast forward the clock, something Pat the designer tells Nick Angst is a bad idea on
3: a recent Locked On NBA. The Houston Rockets now trying to to take a step forward Alfred Nguyen, your guy is finally the in the forefront. He's their star player, yeah. and they're wanting to trade Jalen Green. Are they skipping steps here?
4: Hundred percent. And I think it's going to be something that bites them in the butt in the long run, right? I, I get it, right? You're trying to you're trying to move things along, but you took this job knowing that there were young players there that needed to develop. Jalen Green, a very good offensive asset. I think that maybe the the uh, um, part with Jalen Green that gets a little tough is is it. Consistently efficient scoring, but over the last 10, you have seen a lot more of that efficient scoring come in. And his last five, especially really going out there and balling out. Like, I, I feel like it's very tough to say that Jalen green, uh, isn't a part of a winning culture moving forward, but maybe they view Jalen green, very similar to what Zach Levine has become in this NBA, where a guy who definitely can be untradable. a tradable. Well, not not that let's hope not. um, <laughs> A guy who definitely could be a top scorer in the league, a guy who could put the ball in the basket, a guy who to me contributes in a lot of different ways, but does he contribute to consistent winning? It's a surprise to me that he's so quick to move off a player, though, who's 21 years old and can score the way that Jalen Green can. It depends on what you're trying to do. Is it a bad
1: idea? Is it a good idea? And it's a neutral idea until you tell me who they're adding, until you tell me how they're going to go about it. Are they giving up on Jalen Green? How good do you think Jalen Green is? I don't know. There's a lot of potential there, but we also know that potential gets you fired in professional sports until it becomes productivity on the court. So are they going to trade away? Are they going to give up the farm in a Rudy Gobert-like package to bring in a star that's not going to make them a true contender in the Western Conference? Yeah, that's a bad idea. But bringing in an established star or borderline star level player and, and sacrificing some of your young pieces to do it. I gotta see the deal. I gotta see what it looks like. We've seen teams like Houston fast forward their rebuild with precisely these kinds of moves. So it's not a good idea. It's not a bad idea until we know what it's gonna look like. It's always. Always, always about the details. And finally, Ravens tight end Mark Andrews is a hero before the Super Bowl even began. On Thursday, Andrews assisted a woman who experienced a medical emergency during a Southwest Airlines flight from Baltimore to Phoenix. Andrews, who is a type 1 diabetic, provided a diabetic testing kit which led to stabilizing the woman for the remainder of the flight. Uh, Wait, Mark Andrews flying Southwest? What's happening here? Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, we get you set for Super Bowl week. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.